0: Of the Cultural Hug. This is articles of news for the week of the uh, eh, first week of March. That was gone. Sorry it took so long to get to you. It's me Richie T and uh joined today with brother Kyle. Hello right sir.
1: Brother Kyle. Um and people can't see but we're sharing a
0: microphone. Yeah, it's temporary. It's, it, and it's really gross. It's, it's awkward. It's, it's like we're uh, it's like we're old-timey radio show today. <laughs> that is exactly right. So we record in a place and normally uh we're able to have that place and have our own microphone, but a last minute thing will you, this portion will sound different than the second half when we do actual articles of news because at that point we'll be where we should be. With our own microphone, not, yes. not nearly kissing.
1: Why are you standing so close this to me? Is, this is closer <laughs> yes. than I stand to, to most women. Yeah, and most. Most. <laughs> not all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: so what's new with no.
1: you? Uh, I got, to, so when you went on holiday, mm-hmm. I went on holiday as well. Where did you go? Uh, I went, uh, my son for his birthday every year, we go to Southern California. So we were in the same place? No, you were in- um, Southern
0: California?
1: No, it was before that. You were in Hawaii when I was oh, in California. Oh, okay. So yeah, that was yeah, a while yeah. ago. Yeah. Because you holiday but, a lot, and I go once a year.
0: But we've talked since then. No, did we? Yeah. Because sure. you, or maybe you were about to go with him. How did he like it? Yeah. Oh, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Venice Beach is a uh, cesspool of homeless. Mm-hmm. So it's like So much part. of California is, That's true. is homeless. Honestly, so yeah. I could not believe, like, the not only just like the on-ramps and stuff like that, but just like anywhere you could do a tent, there was what seemed like literal tent cities in some parts of Southern California. Yeah.
1: I've seen videos of people riding down the bike paths and for miles hence. Yeah. I mean, literally miles of tents off these bikes. Pass. Which
0: is sad, and then you also go, all right. So what's going on with the world that a this is okay, and b that these people find themselves in this situation constantly? Well, here's why. <laughs> this is doctrine according to Kyle, everyone. I just, I can already, I can already tell what is coming. So go ahead. No, no what is coming? No, 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 no please. Well,
1: it's been a rough week for me. A couple okay. weeks. Yeah, you're, right. you're
0: wearing your uh,
1: missionary tie. Though, I, I got a, I got it. I got a tie and a sweater and uh dressier pants. Yeah. Dress why shoes. are you so dressed up? That's because after I finish my full-time job from seven to three, which I do after I teach aerobics in the morning. Mm-hmm, then which I is go, a part-time job. W- then I go to my other full-time job, which I work until nine. Okay.
0: So it's not really full-time if it's just three to nine, uh, that's six
1: hours. Full-time but then I work are... on the weekends as oh, okay. well for okay. 12 hours. Okay. So. okay. It comes up to 80 hours a week.
0: Good for you. You can't afford housing? Well, my one
1: job cut our pay by 48%. Oh, good. So
0: Did, did you cut your work by 48%? Because that's how I've reacted here. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah? Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Um, and, and they told us that we want you to... To work less and do less and we're going to, mm-hmm. uh, okay, that's bright. So I am, I'm holding fingers close together, this close to snapping. <laughs> Just. Really? Yeah. Okay. I am on the verge of a breakdown. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because of no. the stress from the money stuff or what? Yeah. I, and working all the time. I work seven days a week.
0: But you do get the release where maybe other people don't, like you get the release from doing either the aerobics that you're teaching or the other like physical activity like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. Be you bet. You bet. That fixes it all. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so why are there so many homeless in Southern California? Because they
1: all have an ex-wife, it requires. Oh. And they're too lazy to work 80 hours a week. They're only working 40 or 50, yeah. and they, so they can't afford. So this was the option. I came home on a Thursday uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I gave it a day to let it sink in. Then I talked to my son, and I said-
0: That's the
1: 48% decrease, is yeah. that what you talking about? Okay. Yeah, and I, I, I gave him the talk about uh, what's going to happen with dad because money, and uh, the 2003 uh, Kia Sedona <laughs> that's out back waiting to be sold is going to be the new home. No. Yes. Really? Really? No, this is real. Okay. Yeah. No, this is a joke. And so, and so. But he said, you're working eighty hours. So. Well, no, I was working fiftieth. Oh, okay. So he said, Dad, no, no, no. And so we said, Don't make me go back to the Sedona, yeah. Dad. So we sit down with a. I don't want to live with mom full time. I can't no. get along with her. So we sit down with a pen and paper. I said, Now here's how much daddy takes home. Here's the number. Wow. Did
0: you really do this? You fleshed yeah. out on paper so he could. see. Oh, yeah. Okay. So
1: he could see exactly because he didn't believe. We, Dad, we got to do something. We just cut out. We won't have cable anymore. I'm like, All right. There's ninety bucks. We'll Save, but mm-hmm. here's the difference. Here's the things he says. All right, now show me with what you make how much you have to pay out every month, like to, to mom, rent. yeah, to mom, not to, to rent even, no, to, okay. to mom, to medical bills, things before I even pay rent or gas. And it took up all but about 300 of my pay. And that's not counting food, gas, to get work, etc.
0: Mm. And did he look at you and
1: go, Man, being an adult sucks? I know. And this, I honestly told him this, and I looked him in the eye, and I was dead serious. I said, You need to stay in school, get a good ed- education, and don't get married. Yeah. I did, and I was serious. I said, Son, I I'm not kidding. Don't get married, please don't.
0: <laughs> and how did he receive that?
1: He's like, oh, Dad, I know, Dad. It's all right. You're gonna be all right. And I says, No, I'm not gonna be all right. This sucks. <laughs> so I anyway, I went and I found another job.
0: What are you doing now? Can you talk um, about it?
1: I probably would rather not. Okay. I'll tell you, but I, okay. I'd rather not. You're a car salesman, and, and, aren't you?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> approved. Yay. Okay. And yeah. and it's that how one. is it? Uh, here's the thing. I love my jobs. I like doing that. I, like I would think you would be good at that too, my original
0: job because you're smart. As far as that, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't like all the people I work with. Well, no,
0: sure, because it's just like anything. There are some people at every job that you're like, yeah, you're a great person, and then yeah. there's other people that you go, I don't, I don't want to turn around for fear that you're going to stab me in my back right now. <laughs> that's
1: exactly right. right. Uh, mm. But the thing is, I like it. But but what I don't like is working. I on the short days, I go that I don't teach. I get to work at seven. Mm. I get to seven, and then I get home about ten because I'm off at nine, and you know, give or take.
0: Sure, but it's a, that's a schedule you
1: can't do forever, obviously. Well the option is the key of Sedona right. or you're going to hear one day on your morning show you're going to be doing traffic and somebody started heading the wrong way on I-15 <laughs> killing himself and several others
0: ah!
1: and you're going to look and oh Sedona yeah wait a minute that's <laughs> Kyle's house <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I feel bad because like this morning I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone driving into work um, after teaching aerobics on my aerobics class and you know I'm really sorry about everything that's going on and I had it on speakerphone and I'm talking and then she's talking and I was still talking and I just laid and let off. I'm still talking. Cursing and yelling, you know, shut up while I finish my sentence. This is nobody that deserves anything.
0: Yeah. So careful with me today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, I will be very, very careful. So mic change, everyone. Can you Good. tell the difference? I have my own now. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. We don't have to stand awkwardly close to each other. So here was what my week was. I, uh, I went to Disneyland and I'll tell you this story really quick because it makes me laugh so hard. My uh, girlfriend... <laughs> It is good. Uh, had never been. Oh, you've heard it already in the other tellings of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, my girlfriend has never been or knows very little about Disneyland. Right, which is crazy. Right. When she told me that when we first started dating, I was like, "Wait a minute," because I had gone like as a kid with my family, and then I'd gone in high school a couple of times, like as part of choir tour or, or you know everybody has that like cheer camp is always at Disneyland or whatever. So I feel like that catches everybody in their late. Teens, uh, and then you know, if you hadn't gone, I feel like as a as a mature, responsible adult, you take the responsibility and go to a place you've never been. She's thirty; she'd never been. I said, "Let's go." So, uh, in the telling of Disneyland, uh, she's like, "Well, what's it like?" And I'm like, "Well, there's a lot of people, and um, it's the happiest place on earth." Yeah, it's the happiest place on earth. You wait in a lot of lines, but the screaming lines are kids, cool. it's yeah. hot, right? You'll see f- families <laughs> fighting. Super expensive, happiest place on earth. Right, right. And, she, and so she stopped and said, well, why are we doing this? This sounds miserable, <laughs> which I appreciate about her. And I was like, you know what? It does. Yep. In the telling of this, it does sound miserable, but it is awesome. And so we went, and again, having no knowledge of uh, Disneyland, but I knew that she gets motion sickness. She said, anytime that I'm moving around in the dark, it will make me sick. So if you think about the rides at Disneyland, you think automatically you got Space Mountain. That's a roller coaster in the dark. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Haunted Mansion both made her really sick. So I sort of got those out of the way early in the morning on the first day. I'll make this as an aside, and then I'll give you a reference. There is a podcast, if you listen to us here on the Cultural Hall. Uh, Jace and Holly, who have uh, co hosted a couple times with me, um, they do a podcast called Navigating the Magic. And e- each week they talk about a different topic of what you can do at Disneyland or a different part. What shoes to oh. bring, you know, what, you know, 10 items you have to have in your backpack for a day at Disneyland, how to get the best, you know, whatever, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and they had us on talking about the whole experience uh, about Disneyland but I just wanted to give a little plug for that because they're awesome and that podcast is awesome um, so we we get in we' we've done the rides she gets a little sick and I'm like all right well the big the big one the, the one that's probably gonna make you the most sick will save for the end of the day and she's like well what's it called and I'm like well it's a small world it'll you know it's it'll get you sick it might be uh, you know all over the place and she's like well why would I even why would do I even want to ride that now again everyone who's been to Disneyland is like duh we know that how could she not know that she just didn't know about Disneyland and um, and so I was like yeah it's a small world and you know we'll do it the last it's famous. Thing. If, you gotta ride it if, yeah you gotta ride it and we're doing all the stuff at Disneyland she knows that about me that like um, you know I like to instead of scan the TV stations I like to pick something and watch it even if it's terrible I'd like to watch it so I know what was terrible about it as opposed to yeah. click, 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 click. And she's a clicker. So I said, you know, we're going to go to Disneyland. We're going to do all the rides, even if they make you sick, but we'll try and navigate it so that you're not, you know, super sick. So I keep building up this, uh, it's a small world. And she's like, I, you know, I, I don't know that I want to go on a ride that you know is going to make me sick. That seems ridiculous. It seems like you're being a jerk by making me ride this ride to the point that we were sort of fighting in the park. <laughs> well that's what you do in Disneyland you got to get right, into a right. fight but, at least once but but I was feeding into it I'm terrible I'm a terrible person I was feeding into her anxiety about this ride and so finally I was like hey it's time to go and it's a small world she's like I don't want to do this but I'm going to go because I love you and I was like this is perfect so we go and we get in the line and you know uh, for a lot of people it's just a rest your feet kind of ride or you know it's a Thing you have to do every time, but you just do it because you have to do it, and um, and so we get in the line, and she notices that it's the boats, and she notices a lot of old people and young kids, little kids, yeah. But she's like, well, yeah, I don't know, young kids, young thrill-seeking kids, that's fine. And uh, we kind of come around, we get in the ride, and we sit down, and at that point, I just have decided I'm going to play this stone cold sober. I'm not going to talk to her about it. Like "Ah, that was funny, right? Just stone cold sober on my face, and we ride the ride. We start. Into it. And she's like, you know, but she's still thinking, okay, because it could be the premise of a really freaky ride, right? Like the uh, Br'er Rabbit ride. Yeah. Going through a nice little thing. Then yeah. suddenly you drop down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Or like, um, you know, on Willy Wonka, the original one where they're, they're riding yeah. on the, <laughs> on the boat and it's like, there's no earthly way of knowing. And it gets crazy and psychedelic. You know, I think that some part of her mind sort of to that well we get to the end and it's obviously nothing and she looks at me and she's like you a-hole <laughs> it was great just, just the perfect amount of setup and payoff and uh, if you follow me at Richie T. Stedman on Facebook you can see that comment and post and there's a picture of her immediately after where you can just see every bit of disgust that she had <laughs> in her face. the opportunity to do that to another human being I didn't think would exist Yeah, and it did how lucky for you and it was so worth it. And then the other thing, and this is actually a serious cultural hall moment for a second, I went the rest of the week to uh, a thing called Social Media Marketing World, and I feel like that world should have an echo on it, but I won't go back and edit it. So, you know, world, 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 world. And uh, I sat in different tracks or sessions in this thing uh, about podcasting, and so I want to take a second and let everyone know that for me, that was hard to go to that, and the the reason why um, is I really like doing the cultural hall, and I really like everything that it has become. I love the huge community that is behind the scenes that I don't think everyone really gets a full scope of, right? They only get to meet the hosts, you and Joni and Janaymanite and Lindsay and you know other folks, Rob, DJ Rob. Um, but there are a lot of other people, Jenny, uh, that do the stuff just sort of behind the scenes, the Instagram, the Twitter, that kind of stuff. And uh, so it's like a group of friends, but you know they're talking about the things that make podcasts successful, right? Like consistency, like you know giving giving a a regular reason to listen, and you know um, connecting with people. And it was a thing that as I sat there, I was like, you know, once upon a time, I feel like I did this thing really well. I feel like the Cultural Hall was clicking on all gears, and you know everyone was uh, on board and and killing it. And I feel uh... Like this tremendous amount of uh, odd guilt because I don't owe anyone anything, you know. Yeah, I, I don't have to do it. Uh, there was some discussion kind of offline about whether I make money uh, doing this thing, and I don't. <laughs> the sponsors that you hear um, do things for us in kind, so that's where that goes. So it, I mean, there's that benefit, but um, it's a thing that I have tremendous amount of guilt for because I feel like, you know, it is a thing that does good for people that I just have sort of. Of let go by the wayside a little bit. Like we try and do a couple episodes every week, but I mean, even this one is several days late, and so it's just become a thing that people can't really depend on. And I was like, ah, my life is just different, and I need to get uh, committed to it. Or, like I said in the um, in the cultural hall panel, that I just you know need to just be able to say no, I don't want to do this anymore, and I can't do that. So what I am saying is I'm gonna um, try and uh, and commit myself more. to... To this, to being regular, certainly in the episodes, but also to to being a higher quality when there is the episode. Uh, that affor- unfortunately won't apply today because it's Brother Kyle with oh, me, but... Oh, <laughs> gosh! <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, after today, right? We'll be really strict about who and how we let things go after today. No, I'm teasing. But, uh, but I do want to say thank you to everyone who continues to listen. Um, throw a plug also for the Mormon News Report. Those guys are rock solid. Two of them every Monday morning. You can find it in the uh, Cultural Hall feed. Check it out. Uh, Mormon News Report on Facebook is where they post some stuff and they'd love for you to to uh, like and follow and all that stuff. So um, check that out and you can always find us at the Cultural Hall on all the social media places. If you get us through iTunes or through, through Google Play or Spotify, any of the things, uh, make sure you leave a review if that's possible. That always helps us out. Uh, coming back in the The Next half, we'll do actual articles of news. You have some quality, quality, high quality. Uh, We will talk about it before we actually talk about it. I'm wearing a tie today. What more, how more professional could this show be? Good point. All right, see, you've already stepped up your game. We'll come back in just a second with the second half of articles of news.
2: When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee. Free? Really? Please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means. You understand that we should be very wary of A free offer, signed, Skeptical. Hi, Skeptical. I remember 22 years ago when we started PC Laptops and our lifetime service guarantee, people thought it was too good to be true. Well, you know, after a decade, people started believing me a little bit. But you know, it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, skeptical. The
0: Cultural Hall wants you... It's time for the second half of Articles of News, wherein we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You
2: can't lose Articles of News.
0: And away we go. Uh, Just a couple quick things. I want to start with this list. Did you see this? Ten famous people who served missions and where they served. Ten see this. Yeah. It's so funny to me because who cares? <laughs> Right? Like it's interesting like huh that, yeah. that's as far as the interest goes. Well, sure. Like for example and and, and and this is the one that I went okay there's some validity in this because I guess I didn't know this about this person. Lindsay Sterling you know who that is. Uh, YouTuber. Y- yep. The violinist. Yeah. One of the actually one of the highest grossing um, like YouTube stars because she also does the concerts where she just sells it out huge. She's going on tour with Evanescence which is awesome. Wow. Uh, she served a mission in New York City and I saw that and I went, I didn't know that I knew that Lindsey Stirling served a mission. That's interesting. Um, and then it just goes from there where it's like, huh, like huh. for example, Mitt Romney served his mission in France. Okay. Huh, how about that? I knew that. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Guthrie, pitcher in the uh, Major League Baseball. Went to Spain. How about that? <laughs> right? Like, it's yeah, just... Hmm, yeah. Yeah. Elaine Bradley from the Neon Trees we've had here before. If you listen to that episode, you know she served in Germany. Oh. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. John Heater. You know where he served? Idaho. No. Oh, I don't know. Arr, <laughs> Preston. No. Japan. Oh. But again, well, this list... I mean, it's just... There's it, a couple on there that are kind of interesting, yeah, but... mildly. Yeah. Dale Murphy served in Boston. Who's Dale Murphy? He played the baseball. Oh. I hope. Or the basketball. Huh. The sports. Baseball. Dale sounds like yeah, a baseball it, it's player. It's baseball, yeah. Uh, Cascade, the DJ. Uh-huh. That's a, and this is um, another one that's like, ah, yeah. I, I didn't know he served a mission. Okay. Japan. So in theory, Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> and Cascade the DJ could have been mission companions. Now that's uh-huh. a story to me. Uh, Elizabeth Smart, Paris. <laughs> oh, I thought it was in the foothills of Salt Stop it. Stop it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's where she met her husband.
0: Yeah, stop. No. No. In, her her, in, her, in her fr- first husband. I get it. No. Boo. No, I'm serious. Are you serious. making that joke? No, she met her husband. Been when she was on her mission. Oh, yeah. No, I thought you were saying in the foothills is where no, she met her first husband, no, no. which was terrible.
1: <laughs> no, I honestly was not, but that's okay. funny. That's your joke. That's <laughs> not mine. No, I'm you not won't. Gonna, I'm not going to
0: claim that. I am not. I had nothing. Awful. <laughs> We are not making light of the things that happened to Elizabeth Smart. Her or not. book, have you read it before? Or even a portion? No, of it? I, I have her show taped. I want to watch it. Have you seen her? You've, and you've never seen her speaker met her in person? Uh uh-uh. uh. There is, there is um, and I've seen a lot. There are few people that have impressed me more in person than Elizabeth Smart. Hmm. And I didn't get, we haven't had a chance to sit down with her one on one like this. I uh, got to cha- talk to uh, Ed Smart, and that's an old episode. You can listen to that. Um, But, man, she is just sharp on it, able to express how she feels. And I can't help but think that that has been something that she has learned post her tragedy, right? Like, I don't think that she would be that, I don't know how to phrase this. Like, she has developed that talent to be able to share the experiences, the horrible, tragic, awful experiences that happened to her. Yeah. In a way that, like, it doesn't feel like it's like, and then I was, and then he like it genuinely feels heartfelt every time she talks about stuff. So I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Uh, there's your list of, huh, how about that? Uh, <laughs> another one is this, uh, in a, I like the writing of this. In a nail biting down to the wire bidding war, a version of a book that can be had for free in many hotel room drawers was sold this week at auction for $80,000. Well, it's not a first edition Book of Mormon, uh, that, uh, Holds the record, or no? I'm sorry. So a first edition Book of Mormon holds the record, um, and that was set at 180,000. These kind of things happen all of the time. Now this article um, talks about how uh, there were the only 5,000 copies of the first edition, um, and there was there these first ones were. What makes them different is that they're bound in pigskin. They were sold. Remember, as missionaries went out and taught, you had to buy a Book of Mormon. So, if mm-hmm. missionaries came to your house, you had to pay them for it. Um, and uh, it, it just is funny how it talks about, well, I mean, these are rare, but what makes it valuable is valuable to the people. But yet again, another one sold uh, for $80,000. Doesn't say who bought it? Who sold it? Uh, it was a private collector. Mm. Uh, so, he's in the military, uh, apparently, and his last name was Collector. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got? Uh,
1: uh, Mitt Romney graduated from Brigham Young University. So did his wife. And he went on a mission to and, France. Yeah. And, uh, and their five sons also. Of course, they all went to BYU. And they all went to France on their missions. Yeah. The weirdest coincidence. Uh, still, the family alma mater has asked Romney to stop using video shot on its campus to promote his campaign for U.S. Senate.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, because it seems like it's um, what, endorsement. Yeah. And BYU, even though, I mean, let's be honest, everybody. <laughs> they do. <laughs> They're not endorsing but him. No, no, no. But they are. But, they can, no. but they're not. No. But they are. Uh, in his two-minute
1: announcement posted online last month, Romney included clips of BYU students walking past the Franklin S. Harris Fine Arts Center and sitting in the Harold B. Lee Library. While Republican candidate does not appear in the shots, the private university owned by the Mormon Church has strict rules on how its images can be used. Uh, we've spoken with Mitt Romney's campaign officials uh, about the brief clips showing the campus and our politically neutral policy, said school spokeswoman uh, Carrie Jenkins in a written statement. We have been assured by the campaign staff that this footage will not be used in any other promotional pieces. Uh, Romney's team declined comment although a campaign source confirmed the scenes were filmed at the local school.
0: I like that you called him Ritt Momney for a minute. <laughs> I think that might be how I refer to him in Rit, the future. R. I. T. Senator R. I. T. Uh Speaking of BYU, this is linked at theculturalhall.com, and you can uh, you can read it. It's it's just. Uh, it's, it's just sort of a fascinating blog, and, and I, I sort of threw it by the wayside because the, the title of it is a letter for those who don't make it into BYU, right? So it's a blog about, So not for the Romneys. Yeah, not not for the Romneys. Not for the, those power families that can buy their—what? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but this this blogger writes, and I'll just read a little bit of it. It says, first, let me just say, so again, the title of the article is a letter for those who don't make it into BYU. First, let me just say, I'm sorry that you're hurting. Getting denied, admitted to any college hurts, but there's a special sting when that college is owned by your church. Though your Instagram feed may be flooded by hashtag BYU bound posts, which by the way, hashtag BYU bound is a real thing. Ugh. Please know that you're not alone. There are thousands of kids who are quietly hurting just like you are. And then um, this woman um, goes on to talk about how she was not accepted to BYU and had sort of planned on it, right? And now she's a former fashion model turned temple dress designer and a public speaker and can be booked for thousands of dollars to speak in an event. So, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, of course, you'll be fine. Of course, you'll be fine. I'm sorry that you're hurting. You didn't make it into BYU, but... You'll be fine. <laughs> Can I make one up for UVU? Yes. Did you not get into UVU?
1: Nope, I didn't. It was UVSC back then, wasn't it? It didn't exist, actually, when I was in college. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. It was just a portable in the farmland. One day, that'll it be was your a college. It was a high school. No, it, there was something there, wasn't it? No, not when I was in... Nothing at all? No. At all? In 1988? No. No, there had to it was. have been something there. When was it founded? I don't Look know. Look it up real quick. All there right. had to have been something. L- while you're doing that, let me tell you about this. Tan France. Does that name sound familiar to you? Tan France? Tan France. Sounds like one of Mitt Romney's kids' names, right? (laughs) I'm Tan. Uh, He is on the new reboot of Queer Eye. Queer Eye for the straight guy, but they just call it Queer Eye anyway. He is a gay Muslim immigrant who is from England who married a Mormon cowboy. And that's what you can see on uh, Bravo's Queer Eye, formerly called Queer Eye for the straight guy. It was first on Bravo from 2003 to 2006. And now it is a Netflix reboot. So if you want to see what a Mormon cowboy looks like, you can uh, you can find that on your Netflix. It's called Queer Eye, and uh, he looks pretty Mormon, don't you think? I mean. Like, if you were going to say that there was a Mormon cowboy, can you guess which one he is? <laughs> yeah. <you can. laughs> so, check that out. It's called Queer Eye. Uh, he married a Mormon cowboy. When was UVU started? Did you was, find it yet? I was still trying to find it. Can't All right. find it. Alright, right. you you do a story, and I'll find it. Alright. Uh,
1: Utah Companies, uh, run by LDS Moms, they launch a yoga mat on Kickstarter and raise over $100,000. What a Utah company run by Mormon moms? Yeah, I've never heard that. That's one of a kind.
0: Uh, okay, so I just found the answer 1941. Yeah. So sorry. All right. I don't know what it was. It was much, much smaller then, but I knew that it was around. I didn't know it was that long. But you said there... Okay, so now back to the uh, Mormon mom comp- company yeah. thing. You said it's a vegan yoga mat. Yeah. Well, okay, well, but uh, you don't eat yoga mats. No. Well, here's the thing. Since I'm vegan, I can tell you. Okay. We, Are you really? Yeah. You don't eat any? No animal products. You, nah, the fish? Fish. Nope. The always love that. The vegans that eat fish. And it's like that isn't okay. Right? <laughs> no, no animal products at all. Nope. At all. Nope. How do you get your puppies? shoes? Fake leather. Yeah. Or pleather. <laughs> Stupid. No, they're not. <laughs> yes, they are. No, they're not. Yes. Look at that. Wait, that are you, is. Are you vegan because of healthy things or because you the treatment of the animals for health? Most, mostly healthy. Okay. Really? Yeah. Because I know some people that are like, no, I love a steak, but they treat animals terribly so yeah. they can't do it. Like morally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I mean, I'm
0: kind of, I don't like
1: that either, but you know. Right.
0: But really it's because of your health. How yeah. do you get your protein then? Vegetable protein? Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. There's Ugh. plenty of protein. Peas oh have
0: tons of protein in it. Yeah. Uh, vegetable has tender protein. Rice has protein. You, you know what's better though than a vegetable <coughs> protein shake? A whey protein shake. <laughs> so much better.
1: Yeah. Delicious. I yeah. don't eat protein shakes. Yeah. yeah. You don't eat protein shakes? Uh-uh. Come on. Come on. No, I get plenty of protein from the food, food
0: I eat. That's right. I don't need something manufactured. <laughs> I'm Kyle. <laughs> okay. And I live in a van down by the river. down by the river. By the river. Uh, hey, now, vegan yoga mat.
1: <laughs> yeah, three weeks ago, Utah-based company uh, Gathery launched a Kickstarter for its newest product, vegan leather yoga mats. Vegan leather. Okay. Uh-huh. That's what I couldn't figure out. Like, why? Okay. Yoga is new territory for Gathery, but leather mats are... The company's expertise in 2017. The company, uh, the company's play mats were called one of Vogue's "Do It for Road Tripping with Tots in Tow," and Reader's Digest called the company
0: uh, mats uh, one of the ten ingenious beach day lifesavers. And the company said, "Reader's Digest, is that the thing on the back of Grandma's toilet?" <laughs> <laughs> that
1: it brought back memories of it was in my grandmother's Life home. Life in
0: these United States. Yeah. And uh, what was the other one? Laughter. Laughter in uniform right yep that the was two it different oh my god in, in the oh my god i uh, and uh, and considering its
1: Kickstarter was funded collecting uh, 22500 dollars in just over an hour and over one hundred thousand dollars to date. Wow! It would seem that the company was developing a following. Uh, We're very choosy about what we put in and out in the market," said co-owner Jessica Aronson Arasso. Sorry, I don't have my reading glasses. Yeah. Uh, who graduated from BYU, of course, with a degree in human development and nonprofit administration before later getting a master's degree in public administration. Hmm. We couldn't put. A million different products. Uh, what wouldn't you put leather on, right? She said. But we tried it and find that the products encourage uh, gathering, and that really gives a, a foundation for a meaningful experience. So they had leather mats and yoga mats, mm-hmm. but all kinds of mats that you take to the beach and roll up in that, uh, which I've never seen. And what's the name actually. of the company again? You said G A T H R E, Gathry. Okay, is how I pronounce it. I hope that's right. Um, and so they uh, so they put together, came up with a product. And, and this is a thing for a lot of people, uh, vegan products. Actually, I know a lot of people that want their, uh, not just their food, but everything that they use. They try and do fair trade products in their food and, uh, and also vegan uh, products in clothing, whatever they do. So some of us losers like that just.
0: I had never considered with vegan stuff the not using leather. Like I always thought it was just a complete like nutrition thing, what you would eat. I never thought it was like a leather belt would be against what a vegan. Could do, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I could not do that, not because I don't believe in the cause or the treatment of animals and all that stuff, but that, that seems like so much work. It's hard, right? You got to like, look at everything yeah, exactly, you eat. and I just don't feel like I have time. Like I can be mildly committed to the cause and then pay some money and be like, "Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry for the cow that <laughs> fell for my belt." I didn't want to spend two hours trying to find a <laughs> vegan belt.
1: Well, well, here's the thing for me as far as food goes. Uh, what we touched on earlier about my financial situation Mm -hmm. I for a long time the staple of my food for lunch and dinner is rice and beans Mm -hmm. Um, and then and vegetables because it's healthy okay and and making that jump then to go to vegan what am I cutting out I'm not cutting anything out that's what I eat
0: right do you do brown rice Uh, actually mix it brown and white nice there's a really great uh, I can't even think of what it's called it's like all sorts of different kinds of rice over at the natural foods natural grocers oh yeah I've actually had that really good yeah I didn't know why it was ten dollars a bottle, but I bought one. Yeah.
1: I had somebody give me some, but they bought it and didn't like it. Yeah. So they gave me a, oh, really? a good bag. So you're hopping on social media. If anyone else buys rice and doesn't like it, please. No, it's now, twice now, people have given me a big bag of rice that are like, oh, I'm, not, I'm never going to eat this and I don't like it that much.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm about there with the, because the, uh, I'm trying to do the vegetable protein shakes. Because my girlfriend, who is a dietitian, is like, you know what? A lot of meat or meat products really isn't that great for you. There's science behind it. I don't want to get into it, but there really is some, mm-hmm. you know, behind it. And people will be like, eh, hey, you're about about it." Okay, some. All right, moderation. Ask God. Yeah. he told you. I, I'm not
1: telling people to go vegan. I don't right. care if you eat meat, but for your, for your own health, you know, be careful. But he, but careful he told with it. you
0: sparingly. So yeah, prepare, read it again. Oh, right. that doesn't apply. <laughs> yes, it does. So anyway, uh, too straightforward. <laughs> No, but what he meant by sparingly was, okay, okay, great, fine, that's fine, justify it, I'll do it in something else, I'm sure you're fine. Uh, but she's like, you know, if you're doing like a casein shake, that's a kind of animal protein at night, they've linked that to some type of cancers, and then the whey protein, you're doing that stuff, you're essentially on some level, though it be maybe very minorly, ingesting some some uh, increase of, of cancer risk, and I don't need it, I don't need the cancer risk. So I've been trying vegetable proteins, this is the point of this whole story. Vegetable protein shakes are terrible. They, they smell, are. Yeah. They smell and they taste like someone burnt something and then tried to cover it up with a mild chocolate cocoa flavor. Yeah. And they're they're kind of grittier.
1: They're, it's a well, different this texture. One's ni-
0: this one's nice and smooth. Was it? But the taste is just like
1: <laughs> at the end of it. And I had a company, because I'm I'm known in my community mm-hmm. as a vegan, mm-hmm. that gave me, sponsored me this year, gave me a ton of products. Yeah. Like loaded me up. Mm-hmm. Um they they have I don't know fifteen different products. One of them is a chocolate bar that is quite good. Really? Yeah. The company is Vega. Maybe I should plug them since they yeah. take care of me. But the, the rest of the products are not very
0: good. You know what we should do? We should do a whole vegan episode of the cultural. Yeah, people would love that. What? I think it'd be fascinating. You get some. You get someone from the health field who could talk about the benefits of some of the stuff. So it's not just you on your soapbox being better than everybody else. R- right. Yeah. We'll get your girlfriend in here. Yep. She knows her stuff. Wait a minute. Hey now. Okay. We'll get someone else, too. A four-panel discussion on the culture hall? That sounds like more commitment to this thing. I'll chime in. Uh, I'll do it. Uh, This from BYU. I love stories like this. The headline, BYU is number two on the list of universities where students are the most eager to enroll. Like, I love that it's headline, <laughs> we're number two, we're number two. Any guesses to what the number one university is people are excited to get into? Uh, it's sort of obvious if you think about it. Not to me. UCLA? No, think about it. Like, when people, when I want to study really hard and I'm oh, really eager to get Oh, just study hard into, and that stuff? Oh, I was thinking fun. Yeah. Uh, Pfft. I don't know. Brown. No. I don't know. <laughs> Stanford. Stanford is number one. Okay. BYU number two. Guess the other ones. Now that I gave you the hint of Stanford. No. Harvard number three. MIT number four. And Yale That's number five. That's pretty good, though. Of that five, right?
1: Just to be in that five is it's pretty an elite group, right? I'm actually surprised.
0: We're number two. two. We're, we're number, number two. two. Yeah. We, uh, this I thought was kind of an interesting thing. What are the other stories you've got? Actually you do one. Yeah. Um,
1: so that they are, I don't know if you've seen this, uh, tracting has changed. Oh yeah. In the mission Okay. Field. K- k- go into this. Cause I've got a question at the end of this. All right. Uh, legions being taught by the gospel via smartphones and laptops. Mm-hmm. Um, sister Rebecca Hinckley and her companion recently taught the missionary lessons to a man named Victor. Uh, they prayed and studied scriptures together, and when Victor had gospel questions, the sister missionaries helped find the answers. Weeks passed, and Victor accepted their invitation to join the church, and he was baptized. All in all, the typical conversion story, but with a geographical twist. What? Victor lives in a remote region of Venezuela, hours away from the nearest missionaries. So then it's Victor. Victor. Victor, sure. <laughs> sister Hinckley serves in Utah in the Salt Lake City Temple Square Mission, more than 3,000 miles away. Hmm. So they have a center uh, down in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. uh, the capital city of Utah, where a lot of Mormons are. <laughs> and I've they, heard of this city. And they have an area where uh, the sister missionaries go on uh, through social media and other means. They communicate via chat, via uh, video conference, whatever is available in that area. And they're teaching the mission lessons all. All, uh, through technology.
0: So then here is the question. Satan's the video conferencing. Uh, are we going to see missionaries get called and they can serve in their pajamas? No, they still dress nice because if they can see them, which some no, can. No, that's what I'm saying. But so that's video conference. But like if I'm just chat teaching a person or answering questions, like my my mission call is the computer lab, Salt Lake City mission. Yeah. You know, on those days that I'm not video conferencing, can it be like you're called to serve here, and you're like pajamas and you know ruffled up here? Not real, of course. But could that be a thing? No, ever. No,
1: no. They still wear the name tag. Tags, I'm yeah. sure.
0: You could still wear Not name to tags to in your pajamas. No, it wouldn't be good. Or like you can, yes, you've been called to serve and you get to stay home. <laughs> you are called to Chile. Yay.
1: And you'll be serving in Salt Lake City. Yeah. What?
0: <laughs> and you'll be serving at WWW. No! <laughs> <laughs> and
1: you'll be serving from your parents' basement. Yeah. <laughs> That, now, that's uh, oh, now that's a mission. Now that's a
0: mission. You can get behind. <laughs> I saw that, son. We're against our better judgment. We're going to let you live with us while you serve a mission. <laughs> Richie committed to you. Committed you to that six-week mission long ago. So we're going to let you live in the basement for six weeks as you fulfill your online mission. Hmm. I mean, because that's joined with the Temple Square mission. So, yeah. I mean, Interesting. If there will be a called to serve only online mission. Yeah. All the whole component it's just being online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting
1: thought because they work in the as part of their mission they work outside of that office also. it's
0: just like so like visitor center like Kirtland, right? The sisters would do the tours at Kirtland and then at night they would go make appointments and help out in that stake or in that that district or whatever, right? So it would be interesting to know if there will ever be just online missionaries and if they would do something like that. Like say that you live in a bigger city like New York and there's another guy that for maybe health reasons or whatever he can't serve elsewhere and so... So they get an apartment with great Wi-Fi, and you serve in that apartment with that person.
1: Hmm. Uh, sh- I don't know about that. Now we're talking robots, right? <laughs> now, now what next? We're going to start building m- missionaries. Yes, robots sending
0: them out. Uh, a, a literal army. A O H. I don't know. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, interesting though. I like this too. This is another article I saw this week. You know who uh, Bishop Casse is? Uh, yeah. Yep. Presiding Bishop of the church uh he spoke at the 2018 church history uh symposium and he talked about his his talk was financing faith the intersection of business and religion i think this was part of the um i guess church history but i think it was in complementary with the uh roots tech that was just going on um, so, so it was fascinating to me because the church doesn't like to talk about uh, its money, right? It doesn't disclose yeah. how much. And he didn't do this in this particular thing, uh, but you know, we never anymore talk about how much members donate annually. Um, but he talked about some insights into the process of what they do with money. For example, and I think some people know this, but maybe not everyone. <coughs> um, There is a group uh, that is the Council on the Disposition of the Tithes that meets on the first Friday of December. They examine and approve the allocation of the church's sacred funds from tithes and offerings for the following year. And um, and then they they budget for operating expenses and will not increase year to year at a more rapid rate than the anticipated growth. So the corporation of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints has money that isn't related to tithes, but they will never extend tithing more than they think that they'll be able to cover it, even though they would be able to cover it with hmm. other funds from the church. Right. Right. Because it has a media company, it has the bookstores, it has. So it could compensate for that, but it keeps all, you know, in the black in the tithe category. He also shared four spiritual principles that govern the church's institutional finances, um, the law of tithing, self-reliance and independence, provident living or preparing for the future and providing for the saints in the Lord's way. You can see this if you look online again, the, the talk is called Financing Faith. The Intersection of Business and Religion, and you can find a link to it at theculturalhall.com. Uh, what other ones do you have?
1: Um, I've got one that uh, my printer didn't get part of, so maybe I'll have it. Okay. Uh, I'm fascinated to hear how this goes. This is <laughs> this is uh, how DNA is changing everything about genealogy. Okay. Uh, we just had here in Salt Lake City the Roots Conference. Yeah, the
0: Roots Tech. Roots Tech. It wasn't the Roots, like the band on, uh, isn't it Jimmy Fallon's yeah, house it, band? It, yeah. And, uh, it, and, and Alice Merton, I got no. Yeah. Roots, no, it's not that, not either they, of
1: them. They were there, the Roots conference was here first yeah. before they were, yeah. uh, uh, But, but which is a, a, a very closely LDS-related conference. Not everybody there is LDS. No, uh, certainly
0: not. A lot of people come in for genealogy, even to the, the church history and, and genealogy library here in downtown Salt Lake, right by church headquarters. A lot of people who come there aren't yeah. uh, LDS folks. They just are like, wow, this huge genealogical research, okay, or research facility Okay. yeah at no cost
1: yeah yeah absolutely bring it um, uh, when it comes to family history much of genealogy DNA is a new buzz that's yeah. where their printer is cutting out oh, some words here so I'm
0: guessing the words
1: uh-huh uh. Uh, according to Steve Rockwood the CEO of family search who something the keynote address that kicked off gave. its roots tech 2000- <laughs> yes game <laughs> I like this game keep going <laughs> uh, it's changing everything although DNA testing is for n- everyone research uh, oh, gen- Genealogy research first became available around 13 years ago. Uh, Julie Johnson, a genealogy specialist from Brigham Young City. Uh, Brigham City? Brigham, Yeah, probably. Said that it is just <laughs> in the past few years that people have become open to the idea of using DNA tests. So they had an area down here uh, at RootsTech that was the most popular area. Uh-huh. This is later in the story. It's a uh, long article. The most popular place, people could buy a DNA kit. Sure. Um,
0: Spit, swab, and leave. Yeah. And then they'd send it to you. You can find Have you out. Done it? I haven't. No, it's cool. I should. You really should, because uh, not only does it l- help you find out like where your family is from and all that kind of stuff, it also links you in and then other people when they take the test. Because I feel like ultimately it'll be a thing that most people do. Yeah. Right. Because just because you want to know, because it's a part of a thing. It's a. It's sort of a cool gift. I thought about getting my siblings that for Christmas this year. How much is the packet? Eighty bucks. But you can find it online sometimes for like. 40 bucks, like they'll do a, you know, a one day only kind of thing, not like a Groupon thing, but Hmm. I mean, you'll be able to find it cheaper than the standard rate that it is. But then like in these things, it links it. So I've had people, in fact, one person who contacted me about a year ago who said, um, I found out through my family history that I have a a first cousin that I've never met before and I want to contact them. They were a friend of mine from college and I looked them up on Facebook and it turns out that you're friends with that person. Too, and said, huh. what can you tell me about my first cousin that I've never met? And I was like, this is weird. Wow. Said, but then when she came here to Salt Lake, they met up. Wow. It, yeah. uh, it's also a big help for people who were
1: brought to this country against their will to do chores. Yeah. Um, they don't have a, a heritage. You know what I'm talking about. Right, right. <laughs> but it, but it's true. Uh, but this will link you back uh, to uh, for people of any color, but will link back uh, and tell you what um, nationality really you are are, mm-hmm. what what your real origins are
0: this guy right here 1% polynesian so watch it really? yeah <laughs> i don't know where i mean the more and that and that's the other thing too the more people that get <laughs> tested that do it, the more specific things can be. Yeah. Because then, you know, you have all the groups and more, you know, the control becomes bigger or whatever. The test field becomes better. So, so it's really
1: fascinating. Yeah. I mean, when I remember being uh, aware of genealogy, which they did since I was a kid, so a long time yeah. ago, they used to do it.
0: Since before UVU was
1: founded. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> you, would, you know, you would go down and look up slides. Uh, well, very old slides. Yeah. Online. And I remember my neighbor used to do that and uh, we'd go over there for scouts and they'd show us how it's done, very tedious, and, you know, hey, gosh, look, I got to my great-great-grandmother after four years. But it's, uh, it's a pretty amazing process now, how long before we realize that we're all related. We're all brothers and sisters.
0: Uh, a few quick stories, and then we'll bust out of here. Um, one, Billy Graham passed away. Mormon leaders were like, Wow, ah, way to go, Billy Graham. Good for you. Passing Not away? he passed away, Oh, but it said, you know, that uh, his decades of ministry stand as a legacy of his love for the Redeemer of all mankind. We admire his courageous voice of moral witness to the world. We pray God's blessings would be upon his family and all who knew and loved him. So that was kind of a fascinating thing. This real quick, and we should warn you about stuff, this is talking about a local LDS musician who was charged with multiple felonies after accusing him of forcing a woman to perform sex acts. And so here's why I bring this up. You're like, well, of course. So there's lots of crimes committed in the state of Utah, and those people happen to be Mormon because there's a of Mormon people in Utah, right? So there needs to be more of a connection than that. Well, here it is. We've talked before in this uh, Articles of News about the app Mutual. It's essentially like Tinder, but for Mormon folk. Right. And that's how the two of them met. So, uh, so ladies and gentlemen, then this next portion, if you find yourself single or married, I find I think that uh, this is good to repeat yet again. Uh, ladies, if um, if you are out with a gentleman, and he tries to do something that you are not comfortable with, you owe it both to yourself and to that person to make it very clear that you say, "No, I do not want to participate." In that, and then you find yourself a way out of that situation. Not victim blaming. I'm saying you need to make sure that you say no. And gentlemen, when a lady says no, it's not oh well maybe she might like this if I tried this. Nope. You can just you can just take her at her word that she means no. Don't ask again. Don't yeah, be yeah. Don't oh, be a but jerk. Hey, maybe yeah. You can you can just take it. You know. You can take it on its nose and be like, well, I think she meant no by that. So, I'm going to go ahead and, and stop the behavior. And because I don't want to be uh, generalizing and stereotypical, let's let's swip it, or swipe it, right? You know, ladies, if a gentleman says no, he doesn't want to, he, he means no. And gentlemen, you owe it to the ladies if you don't want to do something to say, you know what? No, I'm, we're not going to do this thing. And then find yourself out of that situation. Uh, three other stories, and we'll get out of here, but these will go quick. If you go to theculturalhall.com, you'll find a uh, picture of a chapel up in Idaho Falls. This guy Dr. Jeff Baker has bought and restored a 90 year old LDS church and has made it into a medical clinic. I and saw that awesome. and that and building actually I've seen the building before a couple person, times really? and it's
1: yeah and it's actually it's a cool building yeah, it, and when it, I saw that he was doing that to that I went I know that building because I have had bike races there before. Oh really? Yeah.
0: Yeah it's a gorgeous it's the third ward building up in Idaho Falls. He bought it he's restored it and Made it into this medical clinic that, like, it is. I love it. There's that apartment that they made out of a church building down in Provo. Right. Absolutely love it when they do stuff like that. So you can check that out uh, at theculturalhall.com. This, there's an uh, artist named uh, J.R. or Jr. I'm pretty sure it's J.R. Johansson. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's not his name. His name. Oh no! It is J.R. Johansson. Sorry about that. Uh, he is an artist who has begun to paint um, the missionaries who die on their missions. He's 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 donating his time to these families and doing a painting of the missionary who deceased is deceased. So um, basically, he contacts the family and says, "You know, I'm sorry to hear about your tragic loss." This is what I do. I would love to um, to be able to paint your child or your missionary who passed away Um, he did 20 portraits back in October and now with the the help of others he's found more missionaries to paint and the portraits are being delivered all over the world Um, he does it voluntarily and now they're being hand delivered Um, uh, let's see they deliver through SkyWest Airlines and the first one was a portrait of Elder Aaron Patiole I think is how you say it um, that was taken to Australia it says when we got there the look on the face of the family members and the closure it seemed to bring made it all worthwhile Um, One brother in particular, that is brother of of the deceased elder, just spent an extended amount of time looking at the picture. So he's doing it. If you happen to know someone, you can look him up. It's J.R. Johansson. He's got a Facebook page. You can see the different missionaries. And he may very well be a future guest here in the Cultural Hall, because I'd love to find out about that. Um, And then this, I thought this was cool and courageous, so I wanted to save this at the very end. You can find this, uh, we've shared it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Cultural Hall. You can find it wherever we share stuff. Uh, it's an article that is written by a high school kid for her school newspaper. It's a little picture of her, and the, the title of the article is A Misunderstood Mormon. She's in South Texas. She's the only Mormon in her high school. And she just writes this article saying, you know what, 35% of this town is Baptist, so a lot of people don't know about, you know, Mormons. I'm the only one in the school. And um, she talks about polygamy, saying, you know what, we don't have a bunch of of, uh, multiple wives. She talks about um, the Mormon Bible, how everyone is always, oh, you got your own Bible, the Mormon Bible. Obviously, the word of wisdom and talks about. the everything that that is. Uh, She also goes into great detail about EFY and about being able to travel and be with other people to grow her testimony in Christ. Um, but then this, and this is how we'll end today's episode. I just wanted to read this. This is from the end of it. And again, imagine how uh, big a jerk's kids were when you were in high school. I mean, you know, you were oh, bullied yeah. all the time, right? Yeah. She, she's the only one. She stands up. She writes this really well-written article, again, findintheculturalhall.com, um, about this and, and puts it out there and puts essentially herself out there. She says, this church gives me the opportunity to serve and to love. It is full of people who are willing to help others others while simultaneously striving to better themselves and come closer to Christ. I always wondered why this church was so disliked when every single person I have met is constantly happy and loving. This church is a place that I feel at home with. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is a misunderstood religion that is one of the most understanding. I thought Mm. that was great. So we'll end there. I hope this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. We hope if you're sick or afflicted like me, you'll be well. You can listen next week and then when the time comes you can travel home in safety in the meantime we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the cultural hall save me a seat it's sure to be neat on the back row we really gotta go on the cultural hall show